Hi, everybody. This is Jose Palomino with another episode of Business Growth on Purpose. And we're going to continue uh, the series we started a couple of weeks back on strategy, and especially the idea of right size strategy for small and mid market companies in B2B. So if you're an owner, CEO, leader in a company, it's not a Fortune 500 company. Uh, and you're trying to think about strategy and some of the literature just seems to be either way too tactical, like just how to improve your SEO results, or on the other hand, way too, it feels a little bit too uh, big company-ish. I mean, and, and great stuff, you know, Michael Porter, Philip Kotler, these are great, great strategists and they're thinking it through really big picture, but that doesn't feel like something you can do anything with necessarily unless you really process it. So this series, if you haven't taken part in it yet, uh, check out some of the prior episodes on it. And, and we talk a little bit, we start with just the big idea of what is strategy in the context of the small to mid market, especially in B2B. And then we talked about a couple of steps you have to follow, questions you have to answer. So main one, of course, being uh, establishing your goals, like what is a strategy trying to accomplish? And then identifying your target customers in the last episode, we talked about creating unique value for your target customers. So today we're going to talk about connecting with your target customers. So once you know who the who is, who you want to reach, and that's not just by company demographics, like saying uh, uh, industrial manufacturers or, or uh, transportation manufacturing in the Northeast. That's too broad and that's that doesn't really help you think about how to attraction. You have to start thinking about who in that organization do you actually want to reach? Is it a general manager? Is it head of production? Is it head of engineering? Is it procurement? I mean, whoever it is that's appropriate to you, start thinking about the who as specifically as possible. And even imagine some people in your world that you say, gee, if, if I had more like Alice, more customers like Alice at XYZ company, I would love it because Alice is a great customer for these reasons. So you've established your target customer. It doesn't mean the only customer you'll ever serve or that all your customers fall into that pattern. It does mean you have a goal of where you're going to put your positive, proactive energy toward. And then how do you create unique value for them? Not just value for them, because, you know, let's say you sell sprockets and there's 50 other companies that sell sprockets and they're all made of stainless steel. They're all the same size. They all basically work the same. They're priced about the same. Any one of them will create the value the customer's looking for in the reason they're buying sprockets to make their machine or to do whatever they do. But it hasn't established why your version of it is unique or better said, not just unique in that it's different because different isn't necessarily better but uniquely better. So creating unique value, that's the second thing you need to figure out. And that could be you make a better sprocket from better materials, perhaps, or you deliver sprockets more conveniently, or you have 24-7, seven-day-a-week service, or some other dimension that makes dealing with you very desirable. So you have like the who and you have the why they should want to talk to you, but you still have to talk to them now. You have to connect with them. So unless you have a, a real retail, big footprint, mass market kind of approach where you're going to be uh, marketing uh, with big budgets, right? But again, if we're talking small and mid-market firms, 
you may have, you know, six figure budget, but you don't have a seven figure budget to spend on brand awareness necessarily. So if that's the case, and this, this episode is particularly for you, and we're going to talk about four basic areas that you have to think about uh, to get traction here strategically, right? So again, we said earlier, strategically or strategy really is just the decisions you need to make about people, processes, and resources to accomplish your goals. So those are really the three levers. Of who The people is not just who you need on the bus, but what abilities do you need to have? What seats need to be filled? That's the people question. Processes is how you're going to function as a company, uh, how you create the value you create for your customers. And then uh, we look, uh, lastly, at other resources. You need inputs, suppliers, uh, maybe other third-party uh, service providers that take it together, create value for your customers and margin for you. So those are things that we want you to think about. So now we talk about how to connect with them. Well, if you're in that category, you don't need, typically, you don't need thousands and thousands and thousands of new customers every year. If you're anywhere in a $20, $25 million range and you're selling an industrial service, you might need 10 new customers in a given year. And you need to keep the current customers you have. And we'll talk a little bit more about expanding value on them in our next episode. But for now, just think about it this way. I need to have a short list of people I need to reach. So the first thing you want to look at strategically is how am I going to reach them directly? And directly could be certainly old-fashioned, uh, depending on your kind of business you are and who you have. if you have anybody doing biz dev or sales for you. Could be showing up if they're industrial, but that's possible. It certainly could be calling them. It certainly could be emailing them directly. And thinking through what you want to say in those things become very critical. So what is your direct outreach? And then this is, so, so think about that. It could be a couple of things, and, and it could be one or more of those things. And it doesn't have to be a super long list where you say, I have to dial for dollars 500 people. It could be 50 people. Direct could also be LinkedIn messaging. You connect with them first and follow up with the message and just, just talk to them like normal human beings. That's what direct should feel like. And then it dovetails into social and the web. So certainly LinkedIn, again, it, depending on your industry, it could be uh, Facebook, it could be Twitter, or, you know, who knows? It depends on your industry. And, and the best way to look at that is say, in my industry, are there folks that are actually uh, really uh, connected to uh, uh, one another through social? Is that a way I can connect with them? To put it another way, uh, is your audience on very particular social groups? So in some industries, there's an active industry subgroup within uh, uh, Facebook, for example. And it's very unique to sometimes not necessarily the buyer, the, the people with the purse string capabilities, but the people who influence the people with purse string capabilities. So those are all things where you have to start thinking about. Uh, first and foremost, what is happening on social that might be um, relevant to me? And don't assume it isn't, because even we I've seen it in some very, very heady, industrial, heavy car, uh, uh, categories, and there's a vibrant Facebook group of engineers, of mechanics, and people like that. And those are people that influence often uh, buying decisions. And so think about the web broadly as well, in terms of just certainly knowing uh, your, uh, your prospect businesses, like learn about them, read their about us page, find out what matters to them. 
So there's direct, there's social, there's understanding how the web works for them. How active are they on it? And then content. And if you sell a, uh, a, a service or a product that is somewhat technical, and most B2B categories tend to be that way, there's a story behind it. Don't just talk about uh, how great you are, but show how great you are. Show your depth with some content about the industry, something that would be interesting to your target customer. Again, that's the power of knowing your target customer. Then you know, okay, what are they interested in and what can I write about? And uh, of course, you might need to hire uh, somebody on Upwork who writes good blog content in industrial categories and make sure you look at that in particular. There's a lot of people who say they write blog posts, they write social posts, and they're not really capable of interpreting a technical category. Uh, but there's people out there and, it, and it, it doesn't have to be crazy. You don't have to create um, a full-on article uh, you know, every week. It could be once a month, but it's something that's worth having out there on your website. Somebody checking you out because of your direct contacts. Oh, these people really have an expertise in this area. They might be worth talking to. People will discover the blog posts. These things also get passed along, just like you every day. We'll send an article to somebody, a friend in the industry or something. You say, oh, this is interesting. I thought you might benefit from this. And also in sales process, you can find that your own articles could be used as a follow-on note, the follow-on note to your uh, prospects. So you're talking to somebody, you're having some sort of an engagement conversation going on, one or two messages that change hands, and you have a good piece of content that talks about a process talks about a case study, talks about a unique uh, perspective on how to solve a particular problem. And you say, hey, it's something we recently wrote, thought you might find it interesting. And you, you hand it on. Now, that content could also be video, just like this. Uh, no secret here. I'm, I'm recording this on a good quality sound system, a good mic, but didn't cost an arm and a leg, uh, using Zoom to record this session. So anyone could do this, really. It's not hard technically. Uh, knowing what to say and how to say it, of course, that's the challenge. So outline some thoughts for yourself. And then maybe you do a two-minute video that you put up on. And by the way, if it's a two-minute video, you can put it up on LinkedIn on your, uh, on your, as a post. Uh, certainly can go up on YouTube, can go up on your own website, uh, can be embedded uh, or used as a link embedded into an email. So content's the gift that keeps on giving. Because all it does, it helps people understand what matters to you and what you think is important. And therefore, they can decide if what you think is important makes you important to them. That's really uh, the key behind that. And then I, I just want to hit on uh, the last area that I think it's going to become increasingly relevant again, which is events, uh, trade shows, conferences, places that your prospects, because now you know your target customer, you know the unique value you offer them. So now you can start asking, huh, where are they going to be? Where are they going to be? The people I want to talk to that I can meet them. That doesn't mean you necessarily need to have a $50,000, you know, 20 by 20 booth um, at McCormick Center in Chicago. That may be, it's great if you have something that's good and well done and that you're selling a machine or something you want to demonstrate. But oftentimes it just makes sense to go to the conference know who you want to talk to, and, uh, and know why you want to talk to them. So again, these are things that in strategy, you should be asking yourself and your leadership team the question, uh, how are we going to connect with these people? We know who we want to talk to. We know why 
they should want to talk to us with the, the unique value we create for them. But how are we going to connect with them? What are we going to do directly? What are we going to do through social on the web? Uh, what are we going to do in terms of content, getting content out there uh, so that it really uh, establishes us as being relevant to them? That's part of connecting with them. And you're going to use it as a tool as well. And then what events are they going to be at and, and how are we going to show up? How are we going to take advantage of that event? We're just going to show up and hope to network. Maybe those networking events will work. Or we're going to show up and let them know we're going to show up in advance and say, hey, by the way, I'd like to take you to dinner. Or if you're in Vegas, uh, I have, you know, we got two tickets to Cirque du Soleil. And would you like to join me for that? And these are all opportunities to make business happen. And all opportunities to make business happen on purpose, which is, again, our theme, right? Business growth on purpose. So with that, uh, next, next time we get together, we're going to talk about how you can expand your target customers. So one thing is to know who they are, the value you create for them, how you're going to connect with them, and now how you're going to expand them. And all of this in service to your growth goals that you establish as step one in setting up your strategy. So listen closely as we continue meeting on this topic around realistic strategy for B2B uh, owner-led businesses. And on that note, I wish you great success. And this has been Jose Palomino, CEO of Value Prop, and looking forward to our next time together. Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Growth on Purpose. If you like the show, hit subscribe and leave us a review to help other people find the podcast. And if you're ready to take the next step in driving intentional growth for your business, come check out what we're doing at valueprop.com. We've developed industry-leading programs and systems to help B2B owners take control of their growth. Until then, thanks for listening to another episode of Business Growth on Purpose.